to Wunchtime, your bi-weekly podcast for busy and bivocational pastors. My name is Hans Wunch. So glad you're with us today. I am so excited because this weekend is our trainuary event at First Baptist Sylvester. We still have spaces. If you would like to join us, uh, we'd love for you to be there. It starts at 9 a.m. It includes lunch. It costs $15. There's going to be great training for people in pastoral work, music work, and uh, youth work. So encourage you to be there. We've got some great leaders uh, for each and every one of those tracks. And uh, just, just wonderful, wonderful things going on. So hope that you will find time to be with us this Saturday, January 28th at First Baptist Sylvester, Georgia starting at 9 a.m. Well, as we do every time, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the blessing of life, for a new year, uh, for the opportunity to grow in our relationship with you and grow as we learn how to serve you and serve your church. God, we pray that you would help us in, in that endeavor. Lord, you have already gifted us in so many ways, and you have empowered us in the Holy Spirit, and we're so very grateful for all those things. Lord, help us to look more like you and less like us each and every day, John 3.30. And we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, if you would like to contact the show, we would love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. All you have to do is send us an email. Uh, That easiest way to do that is hans at lunchtime. Dot com Hans at onechtime.com. That's H A N as in nice S at onechtime.com. Because if you put an M in there, that's hams, and I don't get that, even though some would claim that I am one. Um, that's not me, I'm Hans. So, I uh, would love to hear from you, love to have any uh, ideas that you have for upcoming shows, love to uh, be able to learn more about what you're doing, love to answer any questions you might have about bivocational ministry. I'd love to run those by the folks that I get to meet with regularly. And also, if you're in town and uh, you're available in uh, the Albany area, we'd love to have you as a part of our group that meets at Sherwood Baptist Church in their cafe on the second and fourth Fridays of the month. That's uh, at 1130. Uh, the best thing to do is send me an email or contact me if you know how to do that uh, some other way and make sure that we're having it. But most months we're there, second and fourth Fridays. So we'd love to have you there and, and excited about it. So today we have we kick off a two-part interview with Byron Edens. Uh, so this is part one of two. Byron is uh, the new vice president of distance education or something along those lines at Bruton Parker College, which is a uh, Bruton Parker it has just started a seminary, which I believe is Temple Baptist Theological Seminary as well. Uh, they are now a uh, level three university, which means that they can offer master's degrees. And he's going to talk more about that. Uh, but uh, Byron is a bivocational pastor. He serves a church bivocationally as well as is the um Vice President of Distance Education there at Bruton Parker. So we're going to start off that interview in just a moment, but I encourage you uh, to listen good because Byron's got a lot of neat neat stories. 
Well, I am really happy to share with you uh, a new friend of mine uh, in ministry. His name is Byron Edens, and we're going to get to know him today because uh, God has placed him in a very special place, uh, and he is a bivocational pastor, but he's also an educator, and uh, I'm excited to hear what God's doing and how he can serve you uh, and how we can uh, connect you and him together. So, uh, Brother Byron, thank you for, for being on today. I'm honored to be a part, my well, friend. I appreciate that. Hey, so uh, tell us a little bit about your call to ministry. Help to give the people a little background of, of who you are. Well, I am a lifelong Southern Baptist, and I have a rich heritage of being a Southern Baptist, which began by being saved at the age of seven Wow! during a revival. Amen. And being preached at Shandon Baptist Church in Columbia, South Carolina. By Dr. Robert Naylor, who was the former president of Southern of the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I was later baptized and joined Northside Baptist Church. And and then a little bit as I continued to grow up as a teen, I surrendered to the call to preach um, and desired to go into college and ultimately gain my education through uh, several different uh, institutions, and one of them being New Orleans Seminary. <laughs> so, Amen. So I and, and then in my calling, I... Uh, you know, it, when I think about what God has called me to do, when I was 18, Lord began to deal with my heart when I was 16, and I kind of ran from that call for a while, and then at the age of 18, I surrendered that call to preach. I had been involved as a revival team leader in what we used to call lay renewals, uh -huh. and we would go with young people in different places, and I had a team of around probably uh, 22 to 23 young people that would go with me, and Reverend Kirby Winstead was my other friend who oh, was, had already been called to preach. I know Brother Kirby. <laughs> yes. So Kirby and I led a group called called uh, the Ministers of Evangelism, and uh, and we, we would go, and I would lead music, and he would preach, and then he would lead the music, and I would preach. And, uh, and But up to that first part, uh, whenever I was involved, I was just involved in coordinating everything, kind of leading the music and all and before i began the preaching part of it we were at a uh, church in um down in um in batesburg south carolina and it was during that time the, the the lord really dealt with my heart while kirby was preaching and and i had been leading the music and all and he kind of used me as an example and said now if, you know here's a layman over here doing all this work and and then i i looked down and my dad was sitting out there and of course at the service and uh i came down front and Kirby said, well, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm coming to get my heart right with the Lord. God's called me to preach. Wow. <laughs> so that began a, a trek uh, back during that time. Uh, I, was from, I was 18 years old, mm -hmm. accepting the call to preach. And uh, then the first ministry that I got involved in. So I, I had already been involved in my, uh, had gone, gone to high school, graduated early. Took a year off, worked as an automotive mechanic, and then went back to Midlands Technical College to get my two-year degree. Mm -hmm. Well, I finished that degree in about a year and a half because I doubled up on my courses. And in the summer of actually uh, uh, 1979, I went to Rock Hill as my first call to ministry as a, you know, in a, as bivocational at the same time as a as a youth minister um, at that church and served during the summer ministry there. Then came back to Columbia at the end of that 90-day term and went to began the University of South Carolina, where I went there from and um, transferred my credits. And that's one of the situations of being an educator now. 
Then I, I saw the associate degree and then got a second associate in commercial education from Carolina mm -hmm. and then finished my bachelor's in 1984. Wow. And then I went on the long trek, 1984, <laughs> for 17 years, one course at a time, to get my Master of Divinity done from New Orleans Seminary. Wow. That's where he, that, was, that was really distance education back then, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so that was and like one, the, one class a week? I mean, like you, you, yes, you attended back one? back and forth. Uh-huh. I would drive. I would drive from South Carolina down to the New Orleans Seminary Extension, and and uh, first of all, it was in um, Roswell Street Baptist Church there in, in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and then it moved over to uh, um, uh, to Columbia Drive, mm -hmm. and then the Johnson Ferry, and uh, I went through four different catalogs during that time. Uh, wow! They were, but I was pastoring the whole time as a bivocational minister, and um, did several things. I worked as an um, as a uh, had a uh, photography business that that i was involved in at the same time and what i was what i was pastoring and and doing the the work with uh with churches and so i came to realize that i had to pattern my life and then my my, my history went that that from that point in time in 1986 i'm in 84 graduated from carolina and that same year i started uh, later on that that year in in 84 later part of it um I went on to um, start a New Orleans Seminary, and I finished in 2001 my MDF. Mm -hmm. In these in '86 is when I met my my bride Teresa Evans. Amen. She was um, she and I fell in love with each other, and I remember being at a a conference on the Holy Spirit down in New Orleans. One of my first classes, major classes on campus, and spending that time on the phone talking to her, <laughs> <laughs> and coming back, and so. We met, and in six months we were married, and we've been married uh, 36 years. This coming November will be uh, November the 29th at 730 will be 37 years. And, wow. Um, and the Lord's allowed me to serve over 12 different churches during that time. That's great. Bivocational pastor, and uh, and then uh, continued to be, an, uh, began to be an educator uh -huh. uh, as well. Uh, Dr. Dan Parker, I don't know if you know Dan, mm -hmm. Dr. Dan, but I was his grader for many, many years at New Orleans, and then I began to teach the at North Georgia campus in New Orleans Seminary and got to know Dr. Steve Eccles at that time. And um, then the Lord opened the door in 2006 for me to go to Tennessee Temple University mm -hmm. as their dean of online learning and um, ultimately the executive vice president of the school. And um, during those last three years before we merged in 2012 to 2015, we had the opportunity to serve together as Dr. Eccles became the president of Tennessee Temple. Mm -hmm. And then in 2015, we merged, and he went to Bruton Parker as president, and I stayed on at Carolina at, at that time, Piedmont International University, as their vice president. And just a couple of years ago, they changed their name to Carolina University, and, and their seminary uh, from Temple Baptist Seminary at that time to Piedmont Divinity School. Gotcha. And that brings up another subject, and so we've now... At Bruton Parker College, I, went, I became his vice president of online learning and professor of preaching at Bruton Parker College just in this past year. And, and um, in the summertime, I made a shift there. And, and so I am excited about our new launch of our new seminary. And we have named it Temple Baptist Theological Seminary, going back to the roots and the call of being practical ministry, uh, even sharing some of the heritage of Tennessee Temple University and and uh, Temple Baptist Theological Seminary, as it was, uh, as it was in most of 
called in in the beginning parts of its of its um um of its inception right. so i'm excited about that opportunity but uh i've also you know been right now serving as the pastor the bivocational pastor at elizabeth baptist church in marietta so and how long have you been there the bivocational ministry <laughs> how long have you been at, at elizabeth well i went to elizabeth as their interim pastor in october 2021 uh-huh and served there until October of 2022, and that was this past year in October, and they felt led to call me as their bivocational minister. So gotcha. about the time I made a lot of cha- life changes, I changed, <laughs> you know, my my uh, full-time position uh, working as a, you know, as a VP of online learning and, a, you know, professor teaching and uh, in the Christian ministry and realm and love teaching on preaching. So there you I go. would say, Brother Hans, at age 63, I am able to do what I believe God really wanted me intended to do was to continually be involved in, in, uh, you know, in weekly ministry and mm. preaching at the same time, teaching preachers, the practical side of how to do ministry. Well, and that's you know, honestly the, the kind of person that I think really helps by vocational ministers uh, is somebody like yourself that has your kind of pedigree that the one that said, okay, I'm going to get my education and yes, it's going to take 17 years to get there, but we're going to do it. Uh, and, and <laughs> one class at a time. And I'm seriously, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mean that in a joking way. I mean that because I, you're not the only person that's had that experience. Now, maybe not 17 years, but, uh, definitely, <laughs> Uh, more than three, three and a half, four years, mm-hmm. I mean, 10, 12 and, and longer. And, and so, and especially the, the fellows that are called into a bivocational pastorate, um, such as you might find in Southwest Georgia or other places around the United States that just says, I, I want to get my education, not for, for yourself, but for the people you're serving and for the Lord. And just know that you're taking the long haul um, picture of it, right? That that you're, you're saying that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to this until the Lord lets me finish or calls me home. Those are those are my choices. Amen. So. We have a scholarship at the Mallory Baptist Association for people who feel called into ministry and are going to a Christian college or seminary. If you would like to apply for, or you have someone in your church that would like to apply for that, if you are serving a Mallory Baptist church in Southwest Georgia, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, We need those forms turned in by uh, the 15th of February. So February 15th, if you could please turn those forms in, we sure would appreciate it. You can find those forms on our website, uh, or you can send me an email and I'll be happy to help you with that. But this is for Mallory Baptist ministers and those who feel called to ministry and uh, from Mallory Baptist churches. But you can go, and this scholarship will be for um, any Christian university or seminary that you might would attend that you feel uh, you're leading into a ministry track. So if you've got more questions about that, please let me know. Or if you would like to give to that, you can go to the Mallory, M-A-L-L-A-R-Y.org website. Click on the gift tab, and there's a scholarship tab underneath that. You can click on that, and you can give $5. You can give a dollar. You can give $100. You can give $100,000, and we can give more scholarships out 
as uh, we helped train those or help the training in of those who feel called to ministry. So hope you'll endeavor with us in that. And now back to our interview. But I, what I do want to explore with you for a second, okay. uh, and, and not to get too deep in the weeds here, but um, so what was it, how, when you applied to be vice president of distance education at Temple, um, what, what had you done that prepared you to be in that position? Does that make okay. you, you understand my question? Well, I, I will tell you some other things that that also happened. Not only did I finish in 2001 my my Master of Divinity, mm-hmm. I had to go out there because I still I didn't want to stop my education then, and so I had to I had to do six more hours of Hebrew and Greek and be in the ministry mm-hmm. for for you know beyond my master's degree. That's what New Orleans did at that time, and then go into the Doctor of Ministry degree because I wanted to get the 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 D-man from New Orleans in expositor preaching, mm-hmm. and so that was another seven years. And then, while I when I began during that time was when I went when you know began to be the the dean of online learning, and accepted that position. I also have a technology background, and that was part of what I had been doing was teaching the um, the online uh, actually teaching courses and the computer science courses at New Orleans Seminary at the Extension Center. Mm-hmm. So once I got my MD of, then. Um, then we had, you know, in, in the accreditation, you have some other areas that they make you work on. So they called me and said, well, you've got a master's degree, but you don't have, you don't have any practical, you don't have any, um, any licensure or experience in doing the computer science. And I said, well, what do I need? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said, <laughs> well, you need at least 18 hours of computer science degrees. Well, that was the other part of my bivocational work. I worked for 16 branches of Enterprise Bank. Occasionally, oh, wow. when I was in Barnwell, working at night, working on networks and working on their and working on their um, um, their computer systems, hmm. and I had the practical experience, but didn't have the education that would show I could back it up. Well, right. long story short, in about four months, I did 24 hours of PhD work with Walden University, flew to Florida, I did a week long uh, a comp TA training on um, on computers, and got my um, uh, a plus certification <laughs> in hardware came back and so by that by that january of that year in 2005 it was 2004 in december when i did that 2005 the lord opened that door and so i was qualified to teach on the computer courses not only by experience but also by having that uh those courses done which was uh extra courses over top wow. that qualified me now at that point that was when dr danny lovett began to look at me from one of my friends who was southern baptist at that time dr marvin jones he's now the president of um montana christian college mm-hmm. he was my friend and neighbor and was an adjunct professor and we went to the greensboro convention and danny lovett was there and he said i want i want to talk with you brother danny about brother byron over here and he said uh, he's a pastor he's bivocational but he's also got technology in his background and dr lovett looked at me and said you want a job job." (laughs) he said you want a real job i said i have a real job i got two of them (laughs) he said well i would love you to come if you got technology background and you can come help us put together an online program it's what i'd love to do Mm. and love for you to come do that and and ultimately be be my vp over online learning but come in be the dean help us reset that up 
So that's what I did there. Wow. I had the background from that and from my technology experience at working with Dr. Eccles Mm -hmm. at North Georgia campus. That's another kind of a story was being the pastor in, in Austell at uh, Mount Pisgah church during those four years. And at the end of that, my wife had worked with um, Dr. Eccles as his administrative assistant. And when the opportunity from Dr. Lovett came to go to Tennessee temple and be involved in the online learning and building a program there. Mm-hmm. And so when I went there, we had a, we had around a hundred students taking correspondence courses with a hundred correspondence courses. And when, um, by the end of the next three years, we had over 1600 courses that were being taught wow. and right at a thousand students that were online, uh, doing that. So God began to, to bless our team and expand that. And so now I see that's the same opportunity I have again to mm-hmm. work with Dr. Eccles and to go back in and use the expository preaching that I've learned. And by the way, I didn't stop there. I finished the PhD in leadership during the next seven years. So that's another 14 years tacked onto the 17. But my wife says I'm done as of 2020. Well, let me, let me ask you this question then, because I don't I know my listeners are wondering at this point, other than the years before you started kindergarten, how many years have you been out of school? Right now, I've been out of school for two years. <laughs> for your entire life. Two and a half years, yes. For your entire life. That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, the reason the reason I had to, the reason I wanted to, to finish I started the, the PhD in leadership at Tennessee Temple. And then when we merged with Carolina University, um, oh I will say that three years because I did take one year sabbatical during the during the, the and, and I had to get a leave of absence from our from the college to work on that PhD mm-hmm. and then came back into it. So uh, it was total at seven year study there, but all but the last three years and then one year in between, um, uh, and that year I, I worked. So I would say uh, I, I have been an educator and been in education all my life. Wow. <laughs> so, and now you, you can. That gives me a heart for people. Yeah, sure. People and, and you, you know, you can officially say you have more degrees than a thermometer. Um, so <laughs> that is, that's amazing. That's, uh, I, I, I admire your stick to itiveness. Uh, well, so, that's one of the things in bivocational ministry that I will say also that they helped me pattern Mondays right. was my day off. Right. Okay. I always took after Sunday was over with, it was always a big day and mm. pastors need to do something like this on a consistent basis. Right. Let Monday be your day that you, you settled, you, you, you have off. And that was the day I drove to New Orleans seminary and mm-hmm. spent the day down there with my wife, got away from the church ministry, did my education and then drove back either late Monday night or come back in Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. That's that gave me that balance to be able to have a day. And it was one of my days off was Monday. And right. then the other one was Saturday. Gotcha. Um, and I always tried to, as a bivocational minister, remember God's first, your family's second and everything else is third. And that balance has to be there. Right. I, re- I remember Dr. E.V. Hill one time saying, that, um, you know, he was involved in ministry and he was up really upset. He said, he said, honey, I'm tired. If they did, they did. If they sick, I'd unprayed for them. I got to go get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't watch out as a Bible case, you'll find yourself in the burnout side of things. And that's not good for anybody. That's right. So pattern balance of ministry, uh, realizing you do have two jobs. Right. You always got to remember that. Right. And there are going to be times that you're just not going to be able to be there. And um, and so another thing I, I would share is don't over-promise and under-deliver. Right. Um, you know, 
realize you cannot be at all the hospital visits that you need to make, uh, but you can make a phone call. Yeah. If somebody's going to surgery tomorrow, call them today. Pray with them over the phone before they go. Right. If you promise you're going to be there in the morning and you something happens, you don't make it, or they take the person early and you don't get to pray with them, then the family's disappointed. Yeah. But if you pray with them ahead of time and pattern that, and, uh, and, uh, Brother Hans, I got a, I got a quick little story that goes along with that. If, 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 yeah, go right ahead. <laughs> when I was pastoring in Earhart, South Carolina, I had three people going to surgery in one day. Mm. One was in Augusta, one was in Columbia, South Carolina, and one was in Charleston. Now, one was for, wait, wait, wait hold on one second, Brother Byron. In Augusta, so I had made the circle. I can make that circle. I can drive all the way around there. Yeah. I can see all three of them. Can so, can I just can I just I add a little geography to that though? South Carolina, which is halfway between Charleston and, yeah. and Augusta. Yeah. And um and and drove to the hospital uh-huh. and it was to see one of my church members' sisters, who she had never seen me before. Mm. And so when I got there, they had taken her early, and they had her in the holding room and had already given her you know the uh, the sedation medicine. Mm-hmm. So the family wasn't there, I, and so I asked the doctors, I'm I'm Pastor Byron Edens. I said I'm her sister's pastor, and I want to go in and pray with her. Is that okay? Yes. I went in and prayed with the lady. And um, and so, and then and then I left, and I couldn't find the family. I said, well, I got to get to the next surgery. Well, I got to the Columbia, same deal. I got there, and they already gone. Mm. So I went in and prayed with that gentleman. And I did make it to the third one in, in, in Augusta and got to pray with them and be with them. When I got home that night, I thought, well, I have really done a good job myself. I've been to all three hospitals. I spent all day doing ministry on the road. And, Lord, thank you for the opportunity. The next morning, I go back to Augusta to check on this lady, and the family's mad with me. They're upset. And I get there and say, you didn't come yesterday. And I said, yes, I did. <laughs> I came mm. and, I, and I said, that they took her early. Oh, well, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't have never seen you before. And I said, well, let's, let's go in and pray with her. Anyway, so I walk in the door, and the sister looks and says, there's that angel that came in and prayed with me before I went into my surgery. <laughs> <laughs> so the sister validated my ministry to her right there because she'd never seen me before right and and so from that i learned something very important you know you you can't be there for everything but you can call ahead of time right and and if you don't do that you know if you know somebody's going to surgery say i've got you know and 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 give your ministry away yeah and i say that by getting deacons to go with you that was something else that i learned to do if I'm going to go on a visitation with somebody, I carry a deacon with me. I carry somebody else with me. Right. Especially if it's dealing with a, a lady that I'm going to be visiting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go in and be alone with another lady that's not my bride, you know, yeah. for fear of being, um, of, of something happening with, you know, my own personal code of ethics. Um, over these years, I've always made sure windows are in my office and making sure that a door is left open if, you know, if, if I'm going to be. And now back to our interview out there that's going to be helping me as well just little things like that in bible and we teach that's one of the things i'll be teaching in this new course that we've got is the bivocational minister with bruton parker mm-hmm. is going through some of those those learning things uh realizing that you know um you need to plan your ministry out for a year you need to be able to you know plan your sermons and make sure you you have those things ready uh also um something else that i I've also learned is limit my hospital visits. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't go stay all day at the hospital. Go mm-hmm. to the hospital if you if somebody wants somebody to stay with them, get a deacon to go with you. Mm-hmm. Got me? And let the deacons do that ministry because we take it away from our deacons when it says that they're supposed to help us. Mm-hmm. And we look back at the you know at the 
um, if you remember in the book of Acts, uh, the the widows were complaining. And, uh, and of course, uh, the writer said, it's not reason we should leave the word of God and serve tables. And we appointed these men, both the Holy Spirit, right. to whom are given a part of that ministry. We have to organize that ministry. And when I visit the hospital, I don't stay more than 15 minutes with that because they're sick. They're in the hospital. Uh, if you can be there and you can be with them as a pastor for a little bit, pray with them and move on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you camp all day, you're, you, you might be infringing on the family's right. They may not feel good. They may not tell you it's time for you to leave. Mm-hmm. But if you have that preset in your mind, it helps. I hope these are some things that, that, that Hans will, would help some of our students yeah. and help some of our pastors. Absolutely. It sounds sounds great. What a great interview, and we hope to hear from you and see you next time.